our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. I am so cold. I'm just so cold. I'm so cold. It's too cold. Uh, none of the. We've got these. Um, what are they called? Storage heaters. We've got storage heaters here, and a lot of people don't even know what they are because they're quite old-fashioned. But where we live, it's only electric. Uh, costs a fortune, and you've got to put it on at night when it's uh, not as expensive. But then by the day, it's too cold for it to even work. So, but look. I've gone for 30 seconds telling you about my worries. What about your worries? Get in touch, say hello, you, you, on the Twitter and all of that. Today is a Saturday. Saturday ones are a little bit more chilled, a bit less formal, I'd say. They're not the whole, like, I'm doing an intro for somebody who's coming on the podcast. They're more like, hey, I did a thing on YouTube or whatever. I've done a couple of things this week. I'm going to pop them out, see what you think. And this is part two. We did last week a bit as well. We're doing Colts versus political ideologies. Uh, that was my chat with Carlin Borisenko, the libertarian candidate, and Aaron Smith-Levin, who I've been doing a lot of work with. He's an ex-scientologist who's uh, pulling up trees. I think that's the expression on online, and people are really into him and like hearing from him. Um, of course, another Scientology thing. I will try to mix it up a bit more. I've been focusing a lot on that. So I'm going to mix it up. Won't be as much of that coming up. This Monday, we've got one on Scientology. <laughs> um, there's another, we're doing one with um, Kelly Teal, who was on before. She's, she, was from, she was in the cult of Nixium, and she comes back, and Erin, again, is going to be interviewing her with me, and we do a whole chat about how similar Nixium and Scientology are. and So basically, it's more of a Nixium one. We're talking about Keith Ranieri, who's the guy who set up Nixium. That is the cult where he and the actress small, from Smallville, um, Alison Mack, branded people with like hot irons, with their own initials. Really, really weird cult. So do stick around for that one coming up. And lots of fun and interesting ones coming up. Hope you guys are not as cold as I am. Hope things are going well in preparation for the holidays or Christmas or whatever you might call it in your homes. Thank you so much for sticking with this podcast as ever. Do review it on Apple, please. Do, you know, follow the social media accounts. Come look on the YouTube. I do loads of extra bits on YouTube, like lots of different videos every week. So come check those out. But now... But now, you're on the edge of political ideologies and cults and the whole everything in between with Carlin Borisenko and Aaron Smith-Levin. Hi everyone, I'm here with Carlin Borisenko and Aaron Smith-Levin from beautiful YouTube channels. Carlin's is just, it's just, I think it's just her name, isn't it, your channel, Carlin? It is just my name. Yep. Complicated enough, just as my name. <laughs> it is, that is a pretty complicated name, to be fair. Erin Smith-Levin, another complicated name, but yours is growing up in Scientology. People on my channel uh, well, should know both of you because you've both been on before. You're both wonderful people. And we're going to be talking. We just did a bit on Carlin's thing. So afterwards, there'll be an end screen. So you can go on that if you're just joining us now and go and check that out. We just spoke about what cults are, where they come from, how one becomes a cult and all that stuff. And today, in this one, we're going to do a similar thing, but just a little bit more of a focus on politics. It's the 
the it's a midterm thing at the moment. We're looking at if are there cults in in politics. What is the midterm stuff, Carlin? Should I ask you what what what's happening at the moment? Because are you running oh, for goodness. stuff? I I did. I actually was the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire nominee for governor in uh, in the state of New Hampshire. I lost spectacularly, but it was okay. I had a great time running, um, and I didn't really want to be governor anyway. So it was it's all right. I'm perfectly fine with it. But yeah, the midterms just ended. They were crazy. I mean, they were expecting it to be a red wave for the Republicans, but it was a red trickle at best, mostly because, and, and you know, and we'll probably talk about this, um, the Democrats really played up on the abortion cult stuff and they turned out their voters in droves. And it was, it's been actually really fascinating to watch some of the people who have gotten elected in the past uh, couple of days, especially in Pennsylvania. Um, the, 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 the idiocy that people will vote for is just astounding to me. <laughs> Oh, I don't believe you didn't want to. You didn't really want to be governor. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have run. I would have had to give up all this. Yeah. Come on, you you, you don't give up YouTube <laughs> for the governor's mansion. I have way more power on YouTube. <laughs> Fair enough, Erin. Are you political at all? And, and where do you stand on on people who talk about cults? We've spoken a bit about this before. Steve Hassan, for example, who wrote about the cult of Trump. Where do you stand about like speaking openly about those kinds of politics as well? Well, I mean, I guess to each his own. I'm going to be interviewing Steve shortly in the next uh, week or two. Um, I don't have any really strong feelings about whether someone should or should not. It just matters like like for me on my channel, it's almost uh, people haven't come to my channel for politics. So that's why I don't give it to them. I do pay a lot of attention to politics. But, uh, what you asked about Steve Hassan, because he's in the business of cult recovery, even though he sees um, Trumpism as a cult, it does still make me wonder, yeah, but there's a million cults out there. You picked one that's going to make half the country not want to seek your services or like you. So I wonder what his thought process was in regards to writing that book. And I'm going to ask him when I interview him, but you know, uh, uh, let's, let's assume he did think it through. Uh, I mean, maybe he, I, I don't, I actually don't know. I don't want to guess what he was thinking, but um, I, I, it, it's a decision I make on my channel, not to talk about politics, just because even when I have tried to do it um, out of comedy or out of, you know, with a preamble of like, you can't even mention anything about politics without getting into a flame war no matter what the context is it results in a shit show in the comments and i go eh, it's not what i it's not why i do my channel it's not what my videos are about like mike rinder for example you know he's doing a book tour for his book a billion years well i think he's made a very good argument for why he'll go on literally anyone's show like doesn't matter what someone's political beliefs are his book isn't a political book he wants to reach their audience and yet <laughs> whether he goes on Megyn Kelly or whether he goes on David Pakman, he just gets lit up, just completely lit up. And um, it's just it's dangerous ground to tread on unless that is the reason you're putting out your content in the first place. And then it's not dangerous. It's great content. Yeah, I struggle with that, actually, because I, I, tr I sort of see some of the political ideology stuff as cultish as you know without wanting to focus on one or the other but as you say whenever i do go on to that like anything else is fine everyone's fascinated of course i've had a few angry emails from hasidic jews and uh scientologists saying the scientologists always say like you suck it's a funny way that they say you know <laughs> you suck you're a loser it's quite trumpian i suppose and the way they speak Elon musk talks that way a little bit as well like you suck and all that kind of thing um but yeah and i wonder god is it worth it doing the bits about <laughs> about a political thing carlin you know what i want to ask you about i mean because that's a lot of what your show is. You are somebody famously who who uh, was at a you know you were a Democrat and then you you went the other way. But can you see elements still of the Trump side that are a bit culty? Oh, and 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 to be clear for anyone who doesn't know me, I basically think everyone on both sides is crazy at this point. I absolutely think that both sides of the equation, both Democrats and Republicans, are a cult, and and they're in and it's interesting. Because there are subcults within it. Um, you know, I, I was thinking when we did our, our our segment on my channel, we started talking about, you know, how uh, one of the attributes of the cult was the disconnection from the family. And when I left the Democratic Party, um, you know, Aaron, you were saying that you had no problem being around them still, but like they had a problem with you when you left Scientology. It was exactly the same for me when I left the Democratic Party. And I very accidentally did so publicly because I didn't intend to do it publicly. And then an article went viral and it just, it became very public very quickly. 
And I had no problem with my lefty friends or family, but they had a very big problem with me at that point. And so um, there was absolutely that element of like, it, it did cause uh, family and friend disconnection when I chose to leave the Democratic Party. On the Republican side, I was deeply ingrained with the MAGA movement in 2020. I have since left that because, you know, it, it is there. There are elements that are culty. I'm not going to say that Donald Trump is a cult in and of himself. Um, but However, there are people that follow Donald Trump that are very, very cultish about it. And then once we get into the QAnon stuff, QAnon is a whole other level of crazy cult behavior. And it really does suck you in and take all your time and money and all of that. So I absolutely do see cult elements on both sides of the equation. And and there is also kind of like a blind adherence to that authority figure, whether that be Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Ron DeSantis, I think, is now starting to develop a cult um, behind him because he did so well in the midterms. And I think it's really dangerous. I mean, you, you get people in these ideologies that... Um, they stop asking questions about their leaders. They stop questioning the information that's being told to them. And I think because I left the left, I've inherently been very skeptical of anything that's presented to me so far. And so I'm always kind of questioning and going, is this real? Is there evidence to back it up? Or is it just a tribalist thing that's being put forth to me? But most people don't do that. And it's frankly been kind of a black pill for me in the last year, seeing how both sides are just warring factions that are incapable of budging. Does any of that ring true for, for example, if we look at Scientology, Aaron uh, David Miscavige, I guess his was more like a coup. He just sort of, when Elwin Hubbard died, he, he just sort of moved in. Uh, but is there politics in that way? And does David Miscavige and, and, and the high ups in Scientology, is, is there something in common about those kinds of leaders with political leaders? Um, well, no, I mean, the, the, the structure of Scientology is much more has much more in common with North Korea and you know the Un family than it does with any of America's political parties. And within Scientology, there's there's zero like in the management hierarchies. There's zero political talk. There's politics is irrelevant, except public Scientologists have more and more um, been taking partisan political positions. But like to someone who works for Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard was pretty clear that they see. Uh, Scientology auditing as the only way to fix everything that's wrong with uh, man, with the human race, and that even all of our politicians share in common the one thing that is the root cause of all evil, which Scientology says is the reactive mind. So they go, a, a politician who's not a Scientologist and hasn't achieved the state of clear is just as messed up and aberrated as anyone else. So that's, there, there's no effort in Scientology to fix society by putting uh, this or that political leader into power. Now, the only one of the reasons you see Scientologists supporting uh, the Republican Party is because part of the propaganda in Scientology is that psychiatrists are basically trying to take over the world and drug uh, ev everyone, just get everyone on drugs and make them zombies and hypnotists, right? Uh, and make them hypnotized zombies. And when it and and any political funding for psychiatry is something that Scientologists will fight tooth and nail. And it just so happens that left-leaning Democrat politicians are the ones who have platforms that include increased funding for mental health, uh, increased um, uh, it just 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 even health um, coverage for all would in, would inevitably include mental health coverage for all. So literally Scientology's fundraisers in their, you know, secret private events where they're telling you what's really wrong, wrong with the world and who's really pulling the strings. They will talk about this secret psychiatric plot to drug everyone and how they're use and, and, and how they will use politicians to increase funding for themselves. Well, it just so happens that almost is what's happening on the left and not so much on the right. And that is where you get Scientologists supporting Republican politicians. Now, there is something that's happened more recently that I do find hard to explain, which is um, a lot of Scientologists do support Donald Trump in a very culty way. And I'm, I also don't believe, like, just because you voted for Donald Trump doesn't mean you think he's all that special or God's greatest gift or culty. But I know a lot of people who do support Trump in a culty way. 
I would like to believe that is what Steve Hassan's book is about, but I'm not sure because I haven't read it. <laughs> I mean, it, like, it, so so if you've ever been to a Trump rally, you know that they do these rituals and it's like almost a group worship exercise. And I say that with the very in the very best way. I've been to a bunch of Trump rallies. They're fun. They are like an activity that people go to. So I absolutely can like see like the ritual aspect of it, the hero worship aspect of it when the Trump rally. <laughs> hey, any party where you got a big guy up there dancing to Macho Man is a party that's going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, is it Macho Man or YMCA? Does he do both? I know. He I does. think he does both. Oh, YMCA, I think, is the big one. Macho. Oh, that's just too funny. I mean, come that's on. The, the punch. Biden's <laughs> got to get up there with some YMCA. Well, no, I've never been to a Trump rally. And honestly, uh, my experience with Scientology would make me a political, otherwise Republican or Democrat. I would avoid any event like that, like the plague. Like it, it's uh, the slime. It, to me, it's, it's slimy. The, uh, the adherence to any one person for any reason, I'm like completely allergic to it now. You know, e even when I first heard about Steve Hassan's book and he's got the bite model, I was like, you know, else who, you know, who else had some great books? Guy named L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> like, I got this bite model. You know, who else who had a lot of great models? Guy named L. Ron Hubbard. Like, I was really not interested at all in that book until I read it. And then when I finally read it, I was like, oh, geez, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, but but honestly, like I would I've never attended one of those rallies and I wouldn't political or otherwise, like even like MLS, like. MLM companies do the same thing. You go to these MLM training seminars or some Herbalife nonsense, and it's like they all act. Anyway, I, I don't want to get off onto a tangent, but they all have this very sliminess. Like we all have to believe the same thing, think the same thing, say the same things. Everything's got to be great. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it. I mean, it was like, and just so people don't think that we're just picking on Trump people, I'm, I'm going to pick on the other side for a second. So, so like on, on the left, on the socialist left, and, and to a lesser extent on the progressive left, they all do the same thing with language. So on my channel, one of the things we do is we watch legitimately socialist videos of them talking about uh, how they want to eliminate all natural births and have all children born via surrogacy. And I'm not making that up. We can literally predict the language that they're going to use because all of these videos use exactly the same language, even if these people have never talked to each other. And to bring it back to a more kind of practical reality, you know, we can look at and in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania the other day elected John Fetterman to be a senator in the United States. And, you know, no offense to anyone who's had a stroke because I know it's really difficult to come back from a stroke, but John Fetterman can barely put together a coherent sentence. And he was elected by the people in Pennsylvania because, not because of his positions, not because of his policies, not because of his competence, but because he's a Democrat. And that's the only reason they checked that box for him. He had 90% of the vote in Philadelphia alone, and the man can barely speak. And so if that's not cult-like behavior, I honestly don't know what is. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash heretics and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn.com slash heretics to learn more. 
Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on What Could Go Right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think I think what you're getting at is, is tribal uh, and emotional decisions, decisions based on on emotion rather than who might be best uh, to lead something. I I always find it I get I get accused of being in the UK they call it a centrist dad. I'm not even a dad, but you know. Uh, and in the US they they or I think or everywhere enlightened centrist. And I get it. It's that thing of like <laughs> I'm above all this. I can see both sides. So feel free for everyone to have a go. I do get that, and I know that that's a really smug, annoying position to take. However. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that one side would be sort of cultish, to, to borrow a term from Amanda Montel's fantastic book called Cultish about, about you know, different groups and what constitutes cultishness. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me that one side would be and another wouldn't, because to me it's just humans and humans get like that when there's you know and if you if you've got a, a friends group who is particularly one way you want to get status points from them you're going to go full in one way if you're the other the other it can be that certain groups are more dangerous at any one time and it tends to be in my opinion anyway historically a little bit more insidious when it happens on the left it's a little bit more sneaky and it comes up in ways you might not expect uh through sort of the you know road to good intentions or whatever uh road to hell is paved with good intentions and on the right you've got some quite scary uh people running around carl and you mentioned uh QAnon, uh, and then there's the proud boys as well are they what what are they are they scary people who are these people no the proud boys are not a cult they're not white supremacists i've actually i've been i've spent some time around proud boys usually they're just guys that like to drink whiskey and watch football and beat each other up and that's it Sounds there are cultish. there are some nefarious actors in the in the proud boys but again this is this is something that, that it was one of the lies that was told by the media. I'm not going to say they're all perfect behaved gentlemen because they're not. But, you know, to be frank, like I, I went to some of the rallies in um, D.C. after the 2020 election when people were protesting the election results and all that. And and the Proud Boys were the people that kept us safe. The police did not keep us safe. The Proud Boys did. So I don't think that they're a cult. QAnon, though, QAnon, if you if you if you go against the QAnon people at all, they will attack you with some of the most crazy possible things. And honestly, it's been a little bit like um, it's happened to me every once in a while, not so much anymore, but it is very Scientology-like in the way that they come after you. And in fact, some of their communications to me remind me of the daily emails that I still get from Scientology to this day, months after taking their personality quiz. <laughs> I think it's worth noting that the number one figure in all media right now is someone who's too far to the right for the left and too far to the left for the right. And you guys know who I'm talking about. It's Elon Musk. Fuck no, I'm talking about Joe Rogan. <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> no, but look, <laughs> the, left, the, left, uh, uh, the left characterizes Joe as being right, if not alt-right. And, you know, I just watched Joe Rogan's conversation he had with Matt Walsh, where I guess Matt thought he was going in for a walk in the park and Joe basically you know, raked them over the coals for an hour on, on gay marriage. He was amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my heart. And the thing is, you know, it is a bit cliche to be the centrist, but, you know, with the crazies to the left and the crazies to the right, it's not that hard to be in the center these days, you know? Mm. 
Isn't that a song? <laughs> Crazies to <laughs> the left of me. <laughs> Jokers to the right, here I am. Clowns, clowns to the right, jokers. But to I mean, the right. you can you can be pro, you can be pro, you can be pro gay marriage, pro legalization of drugs, uh, pro choice, and if you're pro Second Amendment, you're alt right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, it's you, you know it's that's right. called though, Aaron. That's called being a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> or you're joining, call, or as the left would call them, the alt right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, oh, God. and on the right. Uh, all you have to do is be pro-choice and you're uh, uh, you're an anarchist, you know, to, to the evangelical right, which to me tends to be more and more, um, more and more. I, I, the evangelicalism is what I see coming through more and more from the, the loudest voices on the right. I, I, I know not everyone's an evangelical, but still like. Um, and so anyway, I'm just saying it is a bit cliche and, and to, to be the enlightened centrist. But, you know, Joe Rogan is the most popular guy in media and he's. I would call him centrist, personally. You re you rarely hear about, and I know I'll get corrected by a million people now. I'm so aware of that now. I've had it. I've been burned <laughs> too many times. But you don't hear of many like centrist, brutal dictatorships. God, they were just so in the middle and moderate, and you know it always seems to be far left, far right. Joe Rogan's amazing. He bucked like every trend. Like everyone in media would have told you, like, okay, don't make short videos. Make sure they're really short and well edited and stuff. He doesn't really edit them. They go on for three hours. But also, like, you've got to be like a real shock you've got to be super far right or left and he's like a centrist moderate guy who as you say is too far one way or the other for other people and somehow somehow made it um Aaron, i want to ask you because you were saying a lot of people in scientologists um tend to be republican or whatever when they leave something i noticed was a lot of people who have left cults go very woke very lefty very quickly have you noticed that at all or is it just my anecdotal experience well that's the thing i think my experience might be too anecdotal to comment on and a lot of it might be regional a lot of scientologists are from uh the west coast the pacific northwest southern california i've, I've seen it with mormons though i've seen it with mormons and jehovah's witnesses yeah and so you've got a lot of ex-scientologists in california you got a lot of ex-scientologists here in florida and i think the ones in california tend to be very very woke and the ones here in florida tend to be very very uh maga republican <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um i uh Again, it's very, very anecdotal. Like I, I, I couldn't possibly um, comment on whether that has any uh, translates to cults in general. Um, but it is surprising to me how many former Scientologists do end up having very strong political beliefs one way or the other when Scientology itself doesn't really have any political beliefs at all. I mean, there is something to be said, though, for, for, you know, we were talking on the other stream about is there a type of person that's attracted to this? And I think that, you know, if you if you leave one cult, well, you're going to want to replace that probably with something else. I mean, I think Jordan Peterson kind of talks about this with the God-shaped hole, right, where a lot of people on the woke left get sucked into the woke left are, are completely non-religious are they trying to replace some sort of religious group by getting sucked into what i do would argue is a cult-like mentality on the woke left i would argue yes so if you're leaving scientology you're going to want to replace that with something in your life and a political group on either side is going to do it yeah I, I've, I, you know what, and I say this like in so many of my podcast episodes, and I'll probably put this out on that. So everyone who's heard this enough times, just skip about forty seconds. Um, but there's, uh, there's this theory that Will Store, the journalist, has, which I love, which is about status and evolution. People are going, oh god, not this again. But uh, there's three types of status that people fight for. One is uh, success. One is um, dominance. Uh, and one is virtue. So success would be if you're in a tribe, evolutionary psychology here, you're in a tribe uh, and you just made the wheel or you made a fire, people will give you some of your their food. You know, they're going to share all the food and the other stuff with you. If you're dominant, like an alpha male or an alpha female or whatever, people also, they sort of have to give you food, they respect you and all that. If you're not somebody who's capable of um, of of being that successful or being dominant, dominant either, then you're only really left with virtue. It's your only way to sort of make your mark on the world or tribally speaking, you know, get your food and stuff like that. So whether it's uh, a cult, a religion, or a political ideology, whether that means Trump on the, or a bit to the right or Biden a bit to the left or whatever, it tends to be righteousness that you're after. So if you're on the right, it's like, hey, we're with, with maybe we're with the religious thing and we care about the family and all that. Look what a good family. If you're on the left, it's like, hey, I care about like the liberty to be and express and whatever. And really, I wonder if it's like that hole inside you is this thing of trying to needing to show people that you're righteous. What do you guys think of that? 
I think there's definitely some there there to that. And I see that a lot on the right now where, you know, they they it's funny. It's like things escalate on the political right. And I'm sure this happens on the left, too. But um, with the with the right, they first started going after like trans women in women's sports. Right. And I understand that because you can make the argument that's a scientific reality. If you if you have someone that's gone through male puberty, they're going to inherently have more strength. And it's kind of might be considered unfair for them to be competing against biological women. Okay, I can wrap my heads around that. But then it started to escalate where, you know, there's been this thing going around Twitter, actually from New Hampshire, where a trans teenager won a beauty pageant. And now all of these right wingers are attacking this teenager for participating in a beauty pageant. I'm like, hang on a second. This is not a matter of fairness. This is this is a teenager that's participating in a teenage activity, but they're doing it from this place of we are more righteous than you and we're going to save the children. So I think there's there there to that. Was it a beautiful person? No, no. Well, everyone's beautiful in their own way. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. (laughs) Well, as much as um, the extremes on either side seem to be becoming more extreme, there does just also at the same time seem to be a greater desire for not necessarily people who don't hold definite views, but people who are willing to engage with those who have the opposite views. And I mean, not to keep using podcast analogies, but you know, they are just conversate people having conversations. Like just look at the kind of conversations that Lex Friedman has on his channel. Do you guys watch any oh. of Lex Friedman's interviews? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just yeah. incredible. And whether he's interviewing uh, Kanye West, or I was trying to think of who the most far left person I've seen him interview is, and, and I just can't think of it. He just approaches it from a viewpoint of um, if you genuinely hold these beliefs, then there's value in understanding why, just on a hu- on a human level, and um, and, and it's not even he's not flashy. It, it, there's nothing that you know. It's a very content driven conversation. It's not. It, it, it's not even pushed by uh, celebrity status because Lex didn't, wasn't a celebrity before he started having these conversations or you, you know what I mean? And I can, I can listen to a three hour interview with that guy. Um, because as long, as long as the interview is with someone who genuinely believes what they believe and has a good reason for believing it, then there's a learning opportunity there. And, and w- one thing I find interesting going back to Joe real quick, there's two people I know of that he's essentially banished from his show. And one is Candace Owens, because he determined that she doesn't actually genuinely believe what she believes. She's just spouting a bunch of bullshit that she thinks she's supposed to say. True. And he's not interested in that. And the other guy, who's the guy that used to be on the Young Turks? He's a he's gay, good looking gay white guy. Uh, used to be on the Young Turks. Dave Rubin. He banished Dave Rubin from the show. He banished Dave Rubin. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Said, That's, I didn't know that. This guy genuinely. Now I'm paraphrasing. Like I'm paraphrasing some things here. I'm putting words into Joe's mouth. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that though. This guy clearly does not genuinely believe what he's saying. He's spouting a bunch of bullshit, and he's playing to his audience. And he's like, and and he doesn't have any use for that. And that's why you go, no matter where you think Joe and Lex, no one knows what Lex believes because he doesn't talk about politics. No matter where you think these guys exist on the spectrum, that's not what's interesting about them. What's interesting about them is their willingness to engage and understand other points of view. So as even though the, the extreme sides seem to be getting more extreme, there does seem to be just such a giant appetite for just common sense, just 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 willingness to see the humanity and... Um, and that someone could genuinely believe something different than you and, and, and have a curiosity to understand how that is. And uh, I think that's also kind of what's interesting is that, is that the podcast, I'll say podcast culture itself, is becoming so huge, I think partly because people do want that. They want to see people seeking to understand other people. Yeah. I, that, that, that's how I feel about it. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson might also be on the block list of Joe Rogan. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. Is it because you won't let Joe get a single sentence out without interrupting him? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if he's actually, you know, we'd we'd have to ask Joe and he's not here, obviously, but he looked so angry about that um, and and really annoyed. And I think I I just, I remember reading somewhere he was, I, I, it was insufferable like watching that. And and I used to love Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I watched him on a few things now. I saw him with Michael Sherman, a few others, and I just thought, you know what? I this guy doesn't want to listen to anyone else. He just he's obviously a genius. That's I'll give him that. But there are different kinds of smarts. So and I, I think he doesn't have maybe that social smarts, but thinks he does. And he was so rude. He was it was just not nice. So Lex Friedman, by the way, invited me on his show. Shut right? up. 
But really, <laughs> but then it was during COVID, and uh, he said he'd pay to get me out there and pay for my hotel and all this stuff. And I was so excited. I can't tell you how excited I was. And I said, I, I started looking up flights and it just, it was literally, there were, the flights wouldn't go to the States. So I, I had to say, I'm so sorry, I can't because, but can I ask when this is done? He was like, yeah, yeah, email me after. I've emailed like once every day for a year and a half now. <laughs> like, like once every four months, really. So if that was during COVID, back. I mean, he was probably not, I'm not nearly as well known as he is today. Yeah, well, it's, so it's harder now. It's harder now to get on, but uh, I'll keep. You need pushing. to keep following up, Andrew. You need. You were. You are on Tim Pool. You have cred now. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> I could try. I, I, and I got through to Joe Rogan's team, who, and that nearly happened, and then didn't happen. Oh, and then here I am man. talking to two even better, lovelier, more beautiful people. <laughs> hey, we should get back on the topic because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just showing off now. We should get back on the topic. Uh, so, we? so I, want to, I, I want to uh, play off what what Andrew said about, or excuse me, what Aaron said about, like you know, having conversations and having a genuine level of like try, at least trying to someone understand someone else's perspective. That does not exist on the political right or the political left. And you know, I, as someone who again like i was deeply ingrained in the political right in 2020 i kind of started you know speaking out against some of the non-conservative ideas that i believed after joe biden was already in office and um i gotta tell you it was just attack after attack after attack after attack after attack as soon as i stopped following the approved uh, right-wing talking points, I was under, I've, I've probably been canceled six or seven times by conservatives. I've, I've been canceled far worse by conservatives than I ever was by the right. And there was not a single person to reach out to me to say, why do you believe this? Let me understand. Let, let's have a conversation about your perspective. And, and it's honestly, it was one of the really kind of depressing parts of my whole journey because when I left the left in 2020, it was because I thought that they were trying to stifle expression and freedom of speech. And those things are very important to me. And I was like, the right is the place where I can say what I want and they're free thinkers and the big tent and all this stuff. And then they just started canceling me incessantly every time I said something they disagreed with. And it was like, where can I go where people actually just want to have a conversation and maybe exchange ideas and not in a way where you're trying to convince other people of your ideas? I detest this debate bro culture where like you're just fighting about your ideas all the time and no one is ever convinced either way. Um, and it's just about the fight. And I just I, I wish people were more open to just having those conversations and and being open to the fact that different people have different experiences and different perspectives and you don't have to agree with someone to say okay there are valid reasons for why you see the world the way you do yeah i wonder if there's a, a sense of like my enemy's enemy is my friend so i think a lot of us particularly when you're younger maybe you're, well i suppose it depends where you live and who you live around and stuff but i know i being younger i was much more attracted to maybe the pc stuff or the lefty stuff because it just seemed obviously nicer and stuff and as you get older you start to go well hang on some of that some of it is right and then some of it's not and i started to get very disillusioned with it and then it's, it's almost like i moved the other way because it's like oh that's so and then you as you're saying carlin you start to realize oh no the, that is just human nature that people cancel on both sides people are awful on both sides um and it's all just awful i was i was gonna um <laughs> we're get, getting back to sort of political cults uh who were the people then in america shouting jews will not replace us was that not the proud boys it was not not the Proud Boys. It was um it, well, it was probably Patriot Front who are honestly mm. feds. That's that's the FBI. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's the FBI. They're feds. It's Shut all they're up. all they're all the I swear to God, they're all feds. Well like false <laughs> false swear. flag. Do you mean like a false it's flag a, conspiracy? Yes, it's a false Shut flag. Up. Yeah. It is. It, it's not real. <laughs> and listen, I've done and, and I think you know this, like I've done deep dives into like the white identitarian stuff. I spent a month researching like actual white identitarians. I, you know, was working with someone that had access to all of their private discord groups and all of that. What is that? What is that word you say? What white identitarians? Wet identitarians? White, 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 white. Oh, Sorry. I'll translate for you white. two American people. White. I say, I say. No, I say. like, 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 white, you know, I, I don't, like, white supremacists, essentially. They are real and they do exist, but Patriot Front is not that. Patriot Front it exists so that they can put out videos on the internet to scare people. And that's another tactic of, of the, uh, well, not necessarily of the left, of the FBI to keep people under control. Huh. 
Well, we'll have to take your word for it, Carlin. I mean, maybe, maybe you believe me, maybe you don't, but I have no I mean, look idea. At their videos, look at their videos someday, man. Like there, okay. there, and there are, there are people that are actually in that movement that you can watch on YouTube. I'm not going to name any of them because I don't want to give them any publicity, but they are out there and you can compare them to Patriot front and you're going to see fed boy in Patriot front. Maybe you just need to, you need to hang out with the libertarians some more. We'll teach you how to spot the feds. Erin, um, would you like to be cancelled? Um, is gender ideology a cult? <laughs> you don't have to actually answer that. Is there cultishness I mean, it certainly to it? has cultic elements. It's one of those things. I don't think. I don't think everybody. It, people have different ideas on. Even people who have the same ideas could have those ideas for different reasons. That's what I mean. Like it becomes a cult when it becomes something you're not allowed to question. That's the thing. Yeah. It, yeah, and, and, and you're not free to even explain why you feel that way because you will get well. I guess canceled is sort of analogous to being disconnected from. You know, hmm. that's the moment a really you have to point. be afraid. I mean, obviously, so I guess you could have someone who was like a a white supremacist be like, "But I'm afraid to explain why I believe what I believe because I'll be canceled." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, but that is also kind of a cult. That you know, that is that is a cult. I mean, I think if you believe in racial superiority, that is uh, that is in its own way a, a type of cult, in my opinion." Um, but I'll tell you, I'll give a little personal story here. So, like, my entire life, I've been no party affiliation. Um, partly because I grew up Scientologist, we didn't give a damn about politics. And also I just really, like I said, I, I bristle against the idea of, I have to slap a label on myself. Like, ugh, what if I don't like you and you have the same label as I do? I don't want to be associated with you. So um, I was running for Clearwater City Council last year and the Democrat, I was no party affiliation. I didn't really want to be one, a Democrat or a Republican, but the Democrat party made it pretty clear they were not going to support any candidates who were white. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all. And I was like, <laughs> well, fuck you guys then. I'm going to register as a Republican because they, yeah. they, don't, they don't hate white people over there at least. You know, now it's, I know Democrats don't hate white people, but the leadership of the Democrat party made it clear they would not be endorsing any white candidates. Wow. And wow. I was like, then fuck you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to get this. In, uh, no, you can say No, no, please. Is there a C okay. word you'd like to say as well, Aaron, that would demonetize my video? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're allowed to say the F word this far into a video. And so yeah. then I registered as Republican. Now, as I was on the campaign trail, that helped me in, in some ways, um, but really hurt me in other ways. So, you know, Democrats will, when they, if they find, I mean, I don't, but again, this is an example. I've never even said on my channel, oh, I registered as a Republican because now I'm probably going to switch it back to no party affiliation. People will just assume that, oh my God, you registered as a Republican. You must believe X, Y, and Z. And you're like, no, not really. But the fact that you guys have it all so wrapped up that you have to ascribe to this set of beliefs, oh shit, you have to ascribe to this set of beliefs if you call yourself this thing is why, is why you know, political parties um, ha have gotten very, very culty, totally aside from conversations about Donald Trump, you know, just issues, just issues. You have to, you have to believe all of this. And if you even consider this, there's something wrong with you. And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with it. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There seems to be a whole bunch of people. I know Carlin was saying before this was a, this is libertarian. What Erin was saying before, and 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 it seems to be what I. I mean, what you said was me on the what I guess it's a classical liberal, which is like uh, pro-choice and yeah, drugs and and maybe prison reform, all those things that are traditionally very liberal ideals, but also free speech. Suddenly, it feels like there needs to be a party that represents like 
those people of <laughs> us. But but I'm not sure about libertarian because we had this debate, Carlin. I think, and I think I told you that there was the fa- there was a village in New Hampshire where all the people got attacked bears. by bears. Yeah. So what well, do you say to that? There, there, there was an exorbitant amount of bear attacks that year that wasn't just in that <laughs> You need taxes to sort out the bear. Erin, there was a no, town that was don't. it was like a it was like an experiment in, in libertarianism where no one pays tax, everyone just does their own thing, but then there was no bear patrol. Listen, Aaron, we, we need to get we need to get both of you to Porkfest this coming June in, 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 in New Hampshire. Porkfest is oh. amazing. It's a pop-up anarchist village that's like a week for, out in the woods in New Hampshire where there are no laws, there are no police, you can do whatever you want. That's the type of libertarian experience that, that you need to have. So, no, I mean, the Libertarian Party like believes all those things, and but, but, but the Libertarian Party is its own degree of messed up. There are all sorts of little cults within the Libertarian Party and all these different subcultures and there are even warring factions within the party but i mean more broadly so one of the things i do because i do monitor what's going on on the political spectrum is i have this thing where i look into the echo chambers of each of these of each of like the left of the right and of the libertarian so i i look at all my influencers on the left in one in one place all the all the ones on the right and all the libertarian ones just completely separate from each other these are three completely different universes. These people can be watching the exact same movie and see two completely different things. And it's actually really bizarre when you look at it completely segmented because there are just these echo chambers that are built up and no one is speaking to each other across those echo chambers. So there is no understanding of what the other groups actually believe. And as Aaron pointed out, there's just a lot of like, well, you registered as a Republican, so you much must believe X, Y, B, and Z. And it's like, well, does that is that actually true? Probably not, to be honest. Yeah, because then because then it makes all of the like all of the um, the talk before elections pointless because most people have already made their minds up about who they want to vote for. It shouldn't that the whole point should be that you can change each time, which I've done, or I've just not voted most of the time because it's just both horrible people on both sides. People go crazy. Very libertarian of you not to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I am scared of bears. I got lost in a mountain in uh, Yosemite once, and uh, I've heard there's bears there, so I was panicking for so long. I just thought, I don't want to be killed by a bear. It's not a nice fate, and that's why. That is the problem with libertarianism. By the way, everyone, I want you to, uh, in, the, in the chat, put a one if you think that cults, that politics, political ideologies and groups and things are cultish. Put a two if they are not. I'm interested in what you uh, what you guys think. So one, if politics can be cultish, two, if it's a totally separate thing. Erin, what do you think it says then about, you know, humans, cults, and that sort of tribal thing? What does it, what does it say to you? That everyone just wants to be part of a group. By the way, did my sound just change drastically for you guys? No. Okay. My batteries must be failing here. I think everybody just ha- uh, there's a basic need to want to identify as a group and not just be like just I you know safety in numbers I guess nobody just wants to define themselves by their own individual belief system they have to define themselves by where they stand in relation to um to other groups and it's really when you see how people behave politically it's really no wonder that so many people seem susceptible to joining other cults all it takes is someone getting up there and speaking with an awful lot of confidence and doing a little dance and uh you can sign anyone up for that cult (laughs) carlin any final thoughts on the subject yeah i want to i want to talk about the confidence thing that aaron just mentioned because you know in my in my secret offline life i am actually like a a coach and a like a corporate trainer and things like that and one of the things i've always told people in the workplace is that if you want people to see you as a leader you just need to speak confidently whether or not you understand the topic whether or not you even agree with what you're selling you need to just speak confidently and people will perceive you as a leader based purely on your presentation and so i absolutely agree that like you know most politicians i think would be excellent cult leaders because they are able to just ramble off the most absurd nonsense in the world but they do it in the most confident way that it's like people can't help but get sucked into it and probably the king daddy of doing that is trump himself um if you have never watched a trump rally and i don't care if you love donald trump or hate donald trump um watch donald trump at a trump rally because that guy will get up in front of a crowd for two hours speak completely off the cuff and do it 
perfectly. And, it, and you know, as someone who has studied public speaking pretty extensively, it is a wonder to watch just in terms of persuasion and things like that. If you look at Carrie Lake in Arizona, she's another one of these people. And again, I'm not talking, you can disagree with her politics, fine. But the way that Carrie Lake presents is confident and calm and compelling. And it sucks people in regardless of whether they, they agree with what she's saying or not. I think that's a great uh, way to to wrap up. There were a lot of ones. I don't think there were any twos. So people do think that politics does get, there is an overlap with cults at the very least. Uh, we didn't get to talk too much about things like Antifa and things like that on the left. Rest assured, anyone um, who's upset that we have these very centrist, enlightened views, enlightened centrists and things. So we do think those things that you think about the equivalent of Trump and everyone on the left as well. Uh, please, everyone, do give my guests here some love. Uh, that's Aaron Smith-Levin on Growing Up in Science and Carlin Borisenko on her eponymous channel, her namesake eponymous uh, channel. Um, and I guess I was just, yeah, I, I was just thinking as you talk about tribes, uh, we use the word tribal a lot without thinking about what it obviously means. Obviously, go back to evolutionary psychology, tribes. It makes sense that if you were booted out of one or you left one because it was no good, you would immediately look for another tribe. Otherwise, you'd be dead pretty fast in the wild. So I guess it's quite a human thing to want to stick to tribes and sometimes give up our individual liberty uh, for group think. Is that fair enough? Fair enough. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And we love you all, is what I'd say. Thank you, Andrew, for having us. Thank you to my wonderful guests, friends of mine now, Erin Smith-Levin and Carlin Borisenko. Please, everyone, do go and check out their stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you stick around for my next episode, which is about Nixium and Scientology. I've then got Derek from a, a channel called Myth Vision to talk about his religious background and his views on atheism and things like that coming up. We've got Helen Lewis, this British... I say she's sort of a celebrity of, of kinds. Uh, feminist coming on. Got Jason Flom coming on to talk about wrongful convictions. Emma Thorne to talk about atheism. And then in the same week, I've got someone called God coming on. Uh, he had a Twitter account of six million people following him and sort of tweeted as God, so to speak. So that's coming up. And then Jane Borowski is talking about being stabbed. Uh, so loads of weird and wonderful things coming up. Do stick around and have a Merry Christmas. I'll probably speak to you before then, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.